You're listening to The Social Dentist with Dr. Desiree Yazdan, marketing, branding, and building an online community to help you grow your business as a healthcare professional. Featured on the Emmy Award-winning daytime talk show, The Doctors, and America's business magazine, Forbes, Dr. Yazdan gives you insight on how she's cracked the code to social media and how to use it as a way to make your business more profitable. And now, Dr. Yazdan. Well, hello, my friends. Welcome, welcome. This is episode 34 of the Social Dentist Podcast, and I'm your host, Dr. Yasin. Before we get started, I want to tell you guys about a special masterclass that I have. It's called the three behind the scenes secrets to increase profits in your business as a healthcare professional using Instagram without spending all day on your phone. So here's the thing. I know that you are super busy, but I also know that you're trying to grow your social network and you're wanting to use your social media to grow your business. So I've created a masterclass that's completely free for you to join that's going to walk you through some points like how to create a brand online, how to attract potential patients to your account, and how to transition followers into actual patients. And it's really easy to sign up. It's free to sign up. You just go to dryazin.com slash masterclass. There's also going to be an opportunity for you to dive even deeper with me there with all your social media stuff, but I'm going to leave that up to you to decide. You should definitely sign up and take that masterclass. Like I said, it's completely free. I'm going to put it in the show notes. Um, and if you want the web address again, it's dryazin.com slash masterclass. Okay. So let's get into today's topic. Today, I want to talk to you about five things that I've learned about having a business. And as you may have heard, I have a very special community, and those are the people that are on my email list. I send out weekly emails that I give insights into social media growth, business growth, business strategies, and so on. And oftentimes I get responses from people asking me more about business advice and how I grew my business and what I would have done differently. So I figured, hey, why not create a podcast episode catered to those types of questions? I have been out of dental school now for about eight years, and I've got to tell you, I have learned a lot about business. Now, eight years may not seem like a lot because many of you listening may have been out for like 15 years or even more, but because of the things that I've been through in my business, I feel like I've learned a lot. Like my eight years of being in business feels like I've been in business for 25 years. But I'm not going to bore you with all that stuff. Um, But just believe me when I say I have been through the trenches. So if you're listening to this and you think that this episode is more for students or for someone just starting their business, I want you to stay tuned because there's something for you in here. There's something in this episode for everyone, something you can relate to, something that you can get a reminder of, something to take away, hopefully something that will motivate you to cross off your to-do list or cross a task off somewhere. So stay tuned with me during this combo. Also, I just want to say that if you're not on my email list, it's easy to join. You can go to dryazdan.com slash join. I send emails out every single Saturday, and once in a while, you'll hear from me even during the week as a surprise. Those are usually my favorite emails. Okay, so let's get into it. The first thing that I've learned about having a business is that you just have to know how to do everything in your business. Every little task you should know how to do. So I have a small but mighty team. I'm actually doing my next podcast on how I grew that small and mighty team. Um, But my team is small, and I always say that. So if someone is sick, everybody needs to help out a little bit more. 
And if that person is my assistant, then I better have myself together so that I can pick up the slack. I know it sounds simple, but I know how to send out my own cases. I know how to sterilize my own instruments. I know where I like everything kept in my drawers. I know how to work with my dental software. I know where my hygienist instruments are. I know how to use our office texting system, how to get to the emails and respond to emails. I know how to use our credit card machines, our fax machines. I know how to do everything in my business. And this may seem obvious and simple, but what I've seen over a period of time with a few of my colleagues is the longer they've been in business, the more that they forget how to do these simple tasks. Or for example, they update their software, but they don't really learn how to use it. Or they get a new system, like a new texting system, but they don't really know how to use it. It's because the longer you're out of school, the more tasks you start delegating. And the more your business grows, the less you have time for these types of tasks. And a lot of times what happens is you delegate so much that you lose control. Your system becomes in charge of making the orders. They start to organize things the way that they like it. And then you don't even know where things are. Your office manager becomes in charge of your bookkeeping. Orders that come in um, are unpacked and put in random areas and you can never find them. So these things might seem kind of harmless, but let me tell you, when all your stuff has been reorganized and your assistant is out sick and you can't find your lidocaine, it is a problem. And then you spend 15 minutes going through all your cabinets and all your drawers, and now you're behind on a patient and your patient's tired of waiting. And then it's like the whole domino effect because now you're late for everything that day just because you couldn't find the lidocaine. And lidocaine's not going to be the only thing you can't find. You won't be able to find a lot of other things. When you don't know what's happening in your office, you lose sight of things because you delegate too much and you don't check in from time to time. So you end up losing control and losing control is horrible. Trust me, I've been there. Let me give you some insight on things that can happen when you start to lose control. So I had an assistant years ago who never ever cleaned out impression trays. Instead, what he would do is just order new trays. And I had no idea because I delegated too much. That assistant was also putting in all the orders for the office. So one day when the assistant was out, he was out for like four days straight. I started looking through all my cabinets and I found hundreds of impression trays with impression material still in them. I mean, I found cases and cases of burrs. And if you're not into dentistry, if you're not in the dental field, burrs are like the little tips that go inside of the hand pieces that we use or the drills that we use. I found probably maybe like over a thousand of them, like hundreds of extra boxes. So much that this was four years ago and I haven't ordered any new burrs since. So that's how many I had. And I'm not kidding. Like it's been four years and I haven't ordered any new ones and I'm still going strong. I also noticed that we had tons of toothbrushes coming in, you know, the really, really expensive ones, the electric ones. But then when I was looking through my numbers, I realized that we weren't really selling any. So they were basically disappearing. And those weren't the only things that were disappearing. Once I really started looking into everything, I realized I had made some big mistakes. So guess what? Now I have anyone who is working my office who needs supplies, write it down on a list. And throughout the week, they keep writing it on the list. And then I place the orders at the end of the week. 
So this is just one example. I have tons and tons of examples like this. And what I want you to understand is that it is important for you to know how to do everything so that when you're caught in a jam, you can still stay afloat. Also, knowing how to do everything is important when you need to hire somebody. This is the second thing I've learned about being in business. I like to train the new hires myself to an extent, not every little detail, but a lot of it. When I hire someone new, it's important for me to train them because things get lost in translation. So people have a way of making things their own, which is fine, but it becomes like that game telephone. So let's say you tell your staff to greet patients and ask if they need to update any of their info. So let's say their phone number, uh, maybe their mailing address, their email address, but then one staff member decides to just ask for the phone number and the address. And then that staff member leaves and then trains the next person to just ask for the updated phone number. Soon you end up with incomplete info. And when your office wants to send out emails or bills or something, you get notices that your messages aren't being delivered or your mail gets returned. So these are very real things that happen and they actually impact your business. They may seem small, but things like this can truly impact your business. And in some cases, when you hire someone new, the person in that position has already left. So I had an assistant once who came to me in the middle of a work day, and he said that he wouldn't be working for me anymore because he was moving two hours away. And then he's going to go work for his family. And that was his last day. I mean, talk about a last minute scramble to get things done. But we definitely weren't prepared. And it was a struggle because we didn't have any notice. So it was a good thing that I knew how to do everything because not only was I able to pick up the slack and make sure our patients weren't affected by the transition, but I also was able to train our new assistant. It actually worked out better because this was the first time I actually trained my own assistant. Now, this was a few years ago, by the way, and I was able to tell this new assistant exactly how things should be done, what is expected of her, and all of the little details. Everything from how we greet patients to how we seat patients to how to send out cases properly, how to organize all the rooms and our lab, how to organize cases that come in and so much more. I got to teach her everything exactly the way that I like it. I wasn't relying on somebody else who had been in the position before, who had developed new ways of doing things that I had no idea about, help this person learn those ways. I got to tell her all her expectations, all her job duties and everything and get everything done how I wanted it to be done. Don't get me wrong. It's really important to be able to depend on your staff, but I see a lot of people, a lot of business owners in the healthcare field that they become too dependent on their staff and then they're not able to do things for themselves. So that's when it becomes a problem. I know that lesson one and two tie together and they actually lead to lesson three. So the third thing that I've learned about being in business is to have a system in the workplace. Sometimes we have turnover. It's just the way that it is. We all know that. And when we have to experience it last minute, it sucks. And what sucks is if you have turnover in the same position often. It's such a task to train someone. So having systems in the workplace makes everything easier. I literally have organized binders for each position in my office and I have everything written down and having it all written down makes hiring for a new position so much easier because you can hand them a binder and they can get familiar with all the details themselves and then you can go over it with them. 
And also every six months or every year or whatever you're comfortable with, you can review it with them and you can make changes to it and then go over it with your staff so that you can all be on the same page. It's like a little refresher too. So if things have gone off track a little bit, it's easier to get them back on track. Now this binder I'm talking about, it shouldn't be like a book. It shouldn't be so big. Not this huge daunting thing that people dread going through. Just simple to the point and something that can always be referenced. So the first page in the binder usually includes their job duties, the tasks that need to be done daily, tasks that should be done weekly, and then of course monthly tasks. And then in the binder, I also include each cabinet in the office, what goes in each cabinet on each level. I also include what goes in each drawer. We talk about how to treat the patients. We talk about the value of the office and what values we have, how we should treat everybody that we work with and everything. And it's really nice to have everything written down. You can always refer back to it. It's nice to have everything written down for what goes in your cabinets, what goes in each drawer, because at the end of the week, when the rooms need to be restocked, it's easy to go through and see what needs to be restocked and what needs to be ordered. I also talk about systems of like how to send out our cases and what to do when cases come in, where to put them, and then where to unpack the items that come in from our orders. So the stuff that comes in that needs to be stocked for me or some things for my hygienist, some things for the front office, just little details that are important that help make the office run really smoothly. And then for my front office, this binder also really goes into detail on how to properly check patients in and then when to update their medical history, how to schedule follow-up appointments. Again, these things may seem simple, but it's not enough to just hire someone for a position, even if they have experience and then tell them to run with it. That's how things fall through the cracks. There was a period of time where that's what I was doing. I was hiring front office and just expecting them to know what to do. And then I wondered why so many of our patients weren't being followed up with. Well, it's because we didn't have a system for them to follow up with. There was no protocol. I just assumed that they would be doing it because in my head, it's like, it's obvious, but to them it was not. So the second we started implementing a system where we could follow up with patients and document it properly, our production nearly doubled. I'm not even joking. Having systems like this in the office gives the office structure. I know by now it probably may sound like I micromanage my team, but I really don't. I just like to be organized and I like my business to run a certain way and I like it to be efficient and as I'm sure that you like yours to be. So remember, it's your business. It all comes back to you, how your staff treats people, how your staff manages the office, how your team works together determines how successful your business will be. And I have certain expectations and I have a specific vision as I'm sure you do but I have no problem going over those with my team and making sure that everyone is on the same page. Now I do micromanage the new hires for a period of time, but once they get the hang of it, I let them excel at their job position, but with the foundations that we have in place. And once in a while, we do have check-ins to make sure that those systems are still in place, but not like I'm running around the office all day listening to all the phone calls and telling everyone how to act and what to do. Oh man, that would be terrible for me and the employees. That is no way to be a business owner, but I do have check-ins from time to time and the random check-ins keep people on their toes. All of this brings me to lesson four, or I guess the fourth thing that I've learned about having a business. Again, this may seem obvious, but when you live it, it feels different. It's different to know something than to really live through something. 
So the fourth thing is that nobody cares about your business as much as you do until you show them how to care about your business. You are the backbone of your business. Without your guidelines, without your systems, without you, the business will not grow. Not only will it not grow, it may even go backwards. So you have got to be present in your business. You have to be strong and positive and motivating. If you come in every day and you're stressed out and unhappy, that's going to translate to your entire staff. It will become a toxic work environment. And I'm sure, just like me, you too have worked in a toxic work environment, and that is no place that you want to spend all your time at. I remember when I first graduated dental school, I would go from office to office to try to find places I like to work at. And what a common theme was that I was seeing is that the places I worked at, everyone seemed kind of miserable. Everyone was kind of unhappy and everyone seemed really stressed. And I couldn't stand being in those places. It was so uncomfortable. And I'm generally a really happy and positive person. So to be in an environment where you can't stand the people you're around and the energy is really negative was so draining to me. And when you think about it, I'm sure you've thought about this before too, but you're in your workplace for more hours than maybe you are at home. So that environment has to be inviting and it has to be friendly and it has to be fun. I sure as heck don't want to dread going to work. And I remember I would think to myself, man, this is so miserable. This isn't fun at all. And I remember thinking I went through all this school, all these years to become a dentist, to get my master's, to get my doctorate. I did the whole thing, and for what? This is not fun. There has to be more out there. And then I landed a job in Downey, and it was amazing. You guys, I loved my job at Downey. The staff was so friendly. The patients were so happy. The thing is, when the office is unhappy, there's tension, and the patients feel it. They're more anxious, and they don't want to be there. Overall, it's just a bad workplace. This job at Downey I had, I was an associate there for a few years. It took me about an hour to get there each day, but it did not matter. I loved going to that office. It was the first time that I was working in a healthy space. So even though it took me an hour to get there in the mornings and sometimes an hour and a half to get back at night, I had no problem going there because I had so much fun there. I grew such close friendships with some of the people there that even to this day, even though I haven't worked there for seven years, I am still close with some of those people and I absolutely adore them and I still see them. That office was the first insight into what it's like to work in a good place. And I knew when I was working there, I knew that when I had my own business someday, I wanted my workplace to be the same. And I wanted my employees to be excited to come to work because happy employees make your business more successful. When people get up in the morning and they're excited to come into the office or they're happy to be where they're at and they're thankful for their job, your business will grow from that. They're gonna put more effort into getting things done. When you ask them to do things, they're gonna do it with pride. They won't roll their eyes at you and walk away. But it all starts with you. And trust me, I've been in workplaces where I too, myself, have wanted to roll my eyes and walk away when something was asked of me. That's because it was not a good workplace. When you have a good work environment and you ask your employees to do something, and they're happy, they're going to do it with pride and they're going to be happy to do it and they're going to excel at it. 
You have to be positive. You have to understand your vision and you have to understand that you are the backbone of the office because everybody feeds off of your energy and everything falls on you. So if you care about your business, your employees will too. But if you're a mess, your staff won't be able to help you much. When I say that nobody cares about your business as much as you do, I mean that they aren't going to make things work for you. So when they clock out and go home, they aren't thinking about how to get the business to grow more. They aren't thinking about the goals that you have set for the quarter. They are not thinking about the patients from the day and their treatments. They're clocked out and they are checked out. Think about it. If you've ever been an associate somewhere or you've worked for somebody, when you clock out, don't you feel like you're completely checked out? I sure did. So you have to care and you have to be the one to make things work. You're the one that has to get in Monday morning and say, I've been thinking about this all weekend and we need to go work on X, Y, and Z this week. It's you that has to care the most, but you can also get your staff to care. You can teach them to care about your business like it's their own. And in order to do that, you need to lead by example. So you have to show them that you care and you have high expectations and the more you care, the more they're going to care. The more you show you care, the more effort they will put into making things work. Does that make sense? So you should show up early, you should stay late, you should show them that you work hard. You should be motivating them to get their tasks done each day and all in a positive way. If you don't do it, nobody else will. Why would they show up early if you don't? They're gonna think, well, she's always late. Who cares if I'm late too? You set the standard, my friend. So if you're always rushing out, they're gonna be rushing out too. If you don't wanna work hard, neither will they. At the end of the day, like I said, none of your staff will care about your business as much as you do, but if you create a healthy workplace, you'll see that eventually your staff will start to treat your business like it's theirs too. And that is when you know you're excelling. And that's when your business will really flourish. When that Monday morning meeting hits and your office manager turns to you and says, you know what, I've been thinking this all weekend and I have a great idea. That's when you know you're there because your staff is thinking positively about your business while they're gone and coming up with the ideas of things to do to get it to grow or to make it better. Even if the idea doesn't work, it doesn't matter. It shows that they value their job and that they're thinking about your business and wanting to help it grow, basically treating your business as if it were theirs. And they should benefit from that. I always tell my employees to make themselves so valuable that they will always have a job. That's what I did as an, as an associate. I made sure that I made myself so valuable in any office that I worked at that they never wanted to get rid of me. You don't want an employee that just shows up, does their work, and leaves. You want employees that show up. You know what I mean? You want them to show up. They show up and they get stuff done. And they make miracles happen. So I love my office manager. I, I love everyone on my team. But I tell my office manager all the time that she's a miracle worker because she shows up like you wouldn't believe, you guys. She gets stuff done. Sometimes she comes to me and says, you know what? This needs to happen for us this week. And I look at her and I say, you know what? Work your magic, honey. <laughs> I don't know how you're going to do it. But if anyone can figure it out, it's you. She treats my business like it's hers. And I do definitely appreciate that. And she knows that as long as I'm in business and we have the same relationship we do now, she's there for a lifetime. I don't know if I mentioned this, but 
you should always show your staff that you appreciate them. So thank them for going out of their way and picking up slack when you needed them. Thank them for staying late and not complaining. And after a really, really long and hard work day, thank them because we all have those. We all have those crazy work days and it just takes five minutes to look at your staff and say, you know what, guys, thank you for working so hard. I really appreciate it. And thank you. That goes a long way. Treat them well. Show them that you appreciate them. This actually leads me to the fifth thing that I've learned, which is it takes a team. Teamwork actually does make the dream work. I know it sounds corny, but it's true. You really can't do everything yourself. Yes, you should know how to do everything yourself. Yes, you need to oversee most of the things in your business. And yes, you are the backbone of your business and it falls on you and how much you care. But you need to delegate tasks. This is super obvious, so I'm not going to go and sit here and spend so much time saying, hire people to answer your phones and to do your emails. Like, no, I get it. That's obvious. But know when you need help and delegate tasks. I actually had a lot of trouble with this in the past where I, I really wanted to do everything myself because I felt like nobody can do it at the level I could do it at. But I realized that this really slowed me down. This slowed me down because yes, it would take somebody longer to do something and I could do it more quickly, but I was spending my time instead of doing things that had really high productive value to them and being efficient. I was spending them doing useless things in my business, not useless. They had to be done, but I was spending time doing things that wasn't serving the business and it wasn't really moving it forward. It was just busy work. So eventually I had to hire someone and sit down with them and spend time teaching them how to do that part of the job. And once I did, and I delegated those tasks, I was better able to spend my time in things that would move the business forward. So I always think of myself as the visionary of my business. Like, yes, I work in my business and yes, I do the treatment and all that, but I'm also the visionary. And then I, I need that space to create those visions and to figure out how to move those visions forward. But if I'm always immersed in all these busy tasks and all this busy work, then I'm not gonna be able to be moving that business forward because I'm not gonna have that free space to create those visions. Does that make sense? So I had to learn how to let go and I had to learn how to delegate tasks. So this is something I really struggled with and I urge you to do it early on. So know where you need help and then delegate those tasks. And also the biggest meaning for this for me is to create a team atmosphere. So like teamwork makes the dream work. You want to have that team atmosphere. You don't want people competing against each other or having tension. You want everyone to build each other up and you want to have a true team atmosphere. So in my office, my hygienists usually do their own instruments and my assistant does our instruments, like my instruments. But or like the instruments of the specialist or whoever else is there. But you can bet that if my assistant sees that the hygiene instruments are stacking up, she has no problem doing them and vice versa. If we are so busy with patients and our instruments are stacking up, you can bet that our hygienists are helping out with instruments as well. This comes down to you as well. So there have been plenty of times when we were running really behind and I have no shame putting on some gloves and cleaning my own rooms and helping to transition things more quickly. I have no problem sterilizing my own instruments or pouring out my own impressions if we need to. In fact, I like to do it once in a while because it keeps my skills fresh. 
There isn't anything anyone in my office does that I think I'm too good for. And I think that attitude goes a long way. The fact that I'm willing to do anything to help out shows that we are a team. I know that I set the standard for that. So if I'm not willing to clean rooms and there's no urgency, why should they have urgency to clean rooms and to be efficient? I never look at every anyone in my office and say, you know what, this is your job, not mine. Because instead, I want everyone to feel like we are a team. And if someone needs help with something, we need to all come together and get it done. You have to lead by example. And guess what? When I was pregnant and I was dropping things left and right, don't ask me why, but things would go flying out of my hands. I have no idea how that would happen, but it would. And I'd start to bend down and pick up whatever I dropped. My staff would come running to help. They didn't even have to do that, but it's because we have such a good atmosphere where we always are helping each other out. And I also just have really great people that work for me in my office, but they were so into helping me out like oh my gosh don't don't lean over I got this for you and I was kind of like no let me do it but the fact that they were wanting to help out shows that we really are a team and that's another thing I like the mentality of people working with me not necessarily for me because even though yes I am their boss they do technically work for me I like to think that they work with me instead like alongside of me because I'm not above anyone and they are not above me because when we are at each other's sides, we get more done, we're stronger, and we are better. I wouldn't be here where I am today without my team. So create a team environment with your staff, not a tiered system where you are the ruler and everyone is your minion. That mentality won't work well in the long run. I've seen it. I've worked in offices like that and I did not enjoy it. Be a team, make the environment fun and watch your business flourish. So I hope all of this made sense to you. If you guys have any questions, head on over to my Instagram and send me a message. I'm there at Dr. Yazdan. And also don't forget to subscribe to the podcast because I never want you to miss an episode. All right, everybody have a beautiful day and don't forget to sign up for that free masterclass as well. DrYazdan.com slash masterclass. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to The Social Dentist with Dr. Desiree Yazdan. Download your free Instagram guide for healthcare professionals at www.dryazdan.com forward slash Instagram guide. If you'd like to reach out to Dr. Yazdan, you can do so on Instagram at Dr. Yazdan. That's D-R-Y-A-Z-D-A-N. Till next time.